Hello humans. Hello humans. April 28th. It's like probably 8.30 or maybe quarter to nine or something. Out working in the yard with the doggos again. Doing a bit of stuff here with some brush. Going to expose some areas and then come back in with the tractor and do the heavy lifting crap. Anyway, I had um, one set of things I wanted to talk about. Hey, puppies, which involve fluids and liquids. But we're not going to talk about those <laughs> because the um, um, there was a article on the Veterans Today uh, site from yesterday, I guess. No, we're not going in there, guy. Um, about um, Kazarian Mafia. And so I wanted to discuss that for a second. Before I get into it, though, let me say, yes, it was melanin I meant to say, not melatonin. But all the way through into the drive into town, I'd been discussing the pure sleep formula and the the problems with melatonin <laughs> it just stuck in my mind. <laughs> Couldn't get it out. Uh, but yes, I meant um, melanin in the um, uh, true fats discussion. And here's the thing, guys. Yes, coconut oil and avocado oil are not destroyed until about 300 degrees centigrade. But here's the thing. They have a double or they have an extra set of bonds. They're more like fats than the other oils. They still convert. It's a question of reaching a threshold. So that's why I was saying you can't have any of these um, omega-6 dominant um, uh, oils because any of them, over a certain percent, once they trigger your body, it doesn't matter if it's 100% converted to fatty acids or just enough to trigger the threshold effect. And that's the problem. That's why you have to go cold turkey on it, so to speak, and 100% off. Um, because there is this threshold effect. And it, when your body recognizes that, it flips it into this different kind of processing. And that's what you're trying to avoid. All right. So, and of course, too, you're being polluted by all the fatty acids and the, the problems from the oils and so on. And yes, avocado oil and, and, um, olive oil are, are better for you, uh, than the other oils, uh, coconut as well, uh, being closer to fats with the exception of the olive oil. Um, but it's that threshold issue that you're trying to avoid. But, you know, at the end of a year or two, after you've gotten your weight loss down and you've kicked your body into the, appropriate ratio of omega-3 to omega-6, there's there no reason you can't go back to small amounts of, of exposure to it for particular foods. You'll see how it affects your body, etc. Anyway, so um, so correcting the melanin-melatonin mistake and then getting the idea across, it's not... Uh, so when they say these oils are uh, affected at this temperature, they mean when there's uh, basically 100% of them have been affected. And, and you gotta, you can't wait around and expose yourself to 100% being affected into, uh, trans fatty acids, but, uh, because even a small amount can cause big problems by causing your body to react. So, anyway, so that was that. Now, um, come on guys, get out of there. Come on, doggo. Um, the Kazarian Mafia article 
is interesting for a couple of different reasons. Uh, it has a um, number of uh, interesting errors in it that might be quite deliberate. I don't know. Um, so I'm not going to go into those. They may very well be columns of a form. Uh, but nonetheless, there are errors in the, in the article grammatically and um, in its uh, formatting. So, just to be advised. Now, uh, some of the things that are talked about there are basically the old Reagan idea that humanity is being attacked by space aliens and that we're being attacked by space aliens that are using forms of weapons that uh, we can't defend against, at least some major portion of the population can't defend against these psychological weapons, right? And they're susceptible. Um, and that the attacks are surreptitious in the sense that those people that are affected by them don't even know they're happening. Uh, and they dispute that they're happening when you um, bring it to their attention. And so, goofy situation, right? Very much like a um, uh, science fiction movie. They live, you know, they're infiltrating secretly, taking over government, all of this kind of stuff, converting the humans, basically, to the evil space alien ends. And that's the idea coming across within this article. It has um, some shit going to, like, Corey Good bogus crap, uh, Space Force kind of stuff. But a lot of that is, has a underlying level of truth, although not the way the grifters are portraying it, right? Like Corey and his bogus shit on uh, Gaia, Gaia TV. Um, yeah, let him sue me again. Beat him once, I'll beat him again. Um, anyway, so the writer of the article in the Veterans Today has brought up some interesting points for the normies. How are they going to get their heads wrapped around the idea? Well, one of the things that he does point out, which is a persistent and pretty consistent rumor, and that is that the um, Space Force, the secret space program that supposedly exists, is um, trying to weaponize humanity to the point that we can fight the evil space aliens. And their, their thing is that when we do so, when we have achieved uh, parity, weapons parity with the evil space aliens, they will reveal that they exist and we'll all go into, you know, supposedly into like major war mode and fight the malevolent space aliens that are trying to consume us all. That's the, the operational conspiracy line that this is actually occurring. Something like that may be occurring. I don't know that it's going to be that delineated. Hang on a second. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, but that's where we're at now. And it's starting to come out, right? And so what the article is alluding to are the remnants of the Homo uh, Capensis, all right, the cone heads. 
So some people think, and we don't know any of this, a lot of this is speculation, so we're just um, spitballing it, right? Speculating on things, and I'm with a group that has certain views on this, because we've really analyzed it and talked about it and, and um, researched it for better part of a year together. Jeez, longer than that even. Anyway, um, I'm of the... the uh, opinion, as is most of this group, that uh, Homo capensis is part of the GMO uh, business of the space aliens. We can get into the details at some other point, but the um, these cone heads were created from the DNA of the space aliens, the guys that they call Anunnaki or uh, that sort of thing, and that the uh, cone heads, to a certain extent, are natives, right? They they only exist here. They're because they're a hybrid human and a space alien creature. Anyway, and these guys were put in charge of us, and that their cone head itself gives them not only greater brain power in terms of cogitation and mentition, but there's some suggestions that it gives them, uh, like, if you will, a psychic or uh, edge, right? They can make your mind um, do what, or some people, they can make their minds do what the conehead wants. They can, so they have some level of uh, effective control over human minds. Plus, these guys are indeed masters of psychological warfare. There's no question about that. And there's also the whole component of superior weapons technology. <sighs> yes, thank you, puppy. He is helping out. He's ready to bite it for me. Anyway. So the... um the emergence of the cone heads on, on the scene is just part of the process of getting us to the, the true nature of the war we're involved in and the, um, um, like, extraterrestrial component of it, which, whatever that may be in, in terms of reality, and it'll be a number of years before we ever figure it out, simply because of what we got to go through in the um, revealing process to get to that point where we can even discuss it openly without, you know, all of the bullshit intruding. Go ahead. But I thought it was interesting that they brought it up in Veterans Today. Uh, we're getting to some deep woo there. Come on, get out of there. Get out of there. Come on. Get out of there. I don't want him falling off that cliff. Come on, get out of there. Move, come, come. You got yourself in there, okay. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, had to take the big dog in. He only works a little half shift in the morning. He's an older guy, retired. 
smart, unlike me. Um, anyway, so uh, here we are. We've got uh, the battle versus the bug, the space aliens, breaking out into the open in the form of some of these articles. Um, and we've got like uh, uh, people like, uh, or other people that are, uh, involving the whole space alien thing in our current battles, right? Now, I haven't heard it. Um, Bix Weir was a little bit ticked off at Dick Allgaier, uh for defeatist talk uh, on a Jeff Rents interview. Uh, so, it's, you know, I'm talking about uh, personalities here, but nonetheless, it's uh, valid to talk about uh, personalities that are uh, sowing defeatism, right? Because this is a species-level thing. So we're battling the Kazarian Mafia, but these fuckers ain't human. The Kazarian Mafia, the Rockefellers, go look at the whole Rockefeller lineage. Go and find photos of these people. They're all coneheads, right? And so um, uh, this is the world we're in. We're in that level of a interspecies fight, uh, even though it's here in, um, on Earth. I'm stopping for a few minutes to have some coffee. Consider what's up next. Anyway, um, the, the nature of the fight is that it's severe, uh, taxing, challenging, but, uh, we're going to win. Um, you know, we've been battling these guys for Let me think. At least 800 years, if not longer. Uh, but for like 6,000 years, we've been fighting the control of the cone hits. They, uh, in their current iteration, it's like 800 plus years. The cone heads are a hybrid species, but this hybridization does not breed true. So, um, they created cone... All right, so it gets really complicated. Uh, a bunch of us bastards, old guys, have um, come to some conclusions based on our research. And I'm just going to give you the conclusions and not get into all the research because I don't have the time. i got to get around to getting the pressure washer out and getting the house done before I do my tractor work. The tractor work is kind of like my reward. It's fun to sit on my ass and lift heavy stuff without actually having to use my own damn muscles. Anyway, so the conclusions are that the um, the space aliens, when they created the cone heads, uh, did so in such a manner that they are self-eliminating. So we've had you can find cone head skulls all around the planet, right? But um, because the cone heads were created as this intermediate class between the space aliens and ourselves. And it was uh, the far distant uh, ancestors of the Kazarian Mafia, of the Coneheads descendant from the Rockefeller line and, and the others, all the Coneheads. But it was the far distant ancestors of these guys uh, that were the Archangels uh, because those were a hybridized species. This intermediate thing. Anyway, so the the current 
uh, cone heads that are uh, on the planet are not breeding true. It apparently, at some point, and we don't know, we don't know history. Again, these are conclusions based on scant uh, evidence and uh, speculation and stuff. But the conclusion is that uh, either uh, the conehead uh, breeding females, uh, something happened to them. Okay, we don't know what happened to them. There's speculation, there's fights in, in my group about the various different uh, reasons that this could have come about. But apparently they uh, were unable to produce conehead females. And we think that this occurred like some sometime in the 1500s. Maybe, um, uh, and, and it's coincident, maybe very early 1500s, like, you know, 1501 or 1502, something like that. We think that was the, the time the last of the female coneheads was born. Um, these coneheads have long lives, and so they're, uh, they don't breed as rapidly uh, as humans. They are not as um, uh, driven by reproductive urges as humans. They consider us to be primitive that way. These are the saintness, though. These are the adrenochrome drinkers. They drink the blood of humans because they don't consider themselves to be human. And so it's like, you know, um, the Maasai or the other tribes in Africa that will uh, take cow blood, right? Anyway, though, so um, the coneheads didn't breed true. There, uh, there was some level of failure in the genetics. Uh, the, they finally got to the point where the last of the breeding females uh, died, and um, they, thereafter they had to interbreed as best they could with humans. Uh, this is where we see the great uh, reduction in the diversity of the number of conehead uh, families or groups around on the planet. I'm going to try a pause again here, and let's see if that works. Are we recording? Yep. Okay. So, sitting out here getting some sun and uh, having some coffee before getting that back to work. Come on, dog. Anyway, um, the coneheads um, uh, reduced in number um, very dramatically. So, but there were a couple of the lines within the conehead groups that were able to interbreed with humans successfully, but over time, those elements that made them the coneheads were much reduced. So uh, the, each and every generation of the Rockefellers has reduced the size of their, uh, the conical part of their, their, their head, as well as this particular, uh, I don't want to say appendage, but because it's part of the brain, but this other particular part of the brain in the rear of the, of the cone has gotten smaller. Uh, over time, and so it's just being bred out of existence, right? And so maybe two or three more generations, they won't have any of these powers at all, and will not even be uh, conehead-like. Uh, there's even uh, Rockefeller lines now that show very, very little of the pronounced um, brow formation and other um, skull areas, or skull definition things, uh, that we can use to define them as coneheads. Uh, but they are in that lineage and have just enough that, you know, if you really look at it, you can see it. There's this guy that's in our group. He likes to take the photos and he does things with the photos relative to uh, other forms of light, uh, pink and purple light and, and different kinds of shading that will show you 
that will allow features in the skull to be um, visible. Anyway, so the cone heads are, are being um, slowly bred out of existence. They think, we think that they think that their space alien masters are coming back, which is why they've accelerated everything in terms of their great war against humanity, trying to get us back down to the numbers they've been told, yada, yada, yada. And so we're, we find ourselves at this point of the war. My bitch at the moment is with um, Dick Allgaier, and I'm on the side of Bix Weir. We don't need any defeatism. All this shit is hard enough to do, and the war and the battle is hard enough to do, uh, without getting into um, uh, this mindset that they're going to completely overtake us. We've got nothing we can do about it. We can't win. They're superior beings, yada, yada, yada. None of which is true. All of which is an illusion that they've sold to us. They deal in uh, control via mental powers and uh, the uh, in, uh, inculcating of fear in their victims, right? And so uh, they paralyze you with fear, so to speak, so they can then strike. Um, and Dick Allgaier, he isn't helping. And also, Dick Allgaier is not healthy, okay? This is pertinent um, he's a vegetarian, more or less, uh, eats seafood, I understand, but, um, is basically a vegetarian, eats seed oils. Uh, he's not very healthy. He's, um, had health issues, especially recently. And, and, uh, he, yet he does not acknowledge <coughs> that his own, uh, state of mental health, physical health, of course, causing the mental health, but his own state of physical and mental health is going to affect his ability to do remote viewing and will taint whatever he gets uh, in the way of that, that remote viewing because of the, the condition of his mind at the time that he's doing that. So he's never in a happy, jolly mood, and so he's not ever going to get a positive outcome uh, on his remote viewing. It'll always end up being, in my opinion... Uh, this very defeatist, negative kind of crap that he's been uh, putting out for a few years. So I, I don't, and also, I think that shit really screws with your accuracy. So under these conditions, you know, it's not like I put a great deal of uh, stock in his um, remote viewing uh, of these past few years. Prior to that, he was uh, pretty good, but he's with a group now that's also very defeatist. And, you know, I'm not saying that they're with the enemy or anything, but here's our problem, guys, is that the enemy comes on in and can control a lot of people mentally, and there's no way you know. And so you don't know if their defeatism is because they, it's an organic, um, uh, you know, originating organically with them, or if it's been put in their mind by their enemy. Um there is apparently, provably, uh, some significant level, let's say 15 to 30 percent of the uh, population that shades from really hardcore fuck y'all ain't going to do that shit. You can't mess with my mind down to, you know, mostly I'm going to resist you and, uh, oh, I'll hang out with these guys that are hardcore and then I'll resist you 100 percent. So so maybe a third of the of humanity is to some degree, resistant to these mind control effects. Um, that's a whole nother, <laughs> you know, nine-hour discussion as to how that occurs, why that occurs, all of this kind of thing. Uh, but uh, it does occur. We've demonstrated it with COVID, and now we're demonstrating it with the war. And we, But yet we, we do have to encounter 
the other 70% of the population that is susceptible for whatever reasons. And we don't know, we haven't uh, explored that and blah, blah, blah. But nonetheless, it is also factual that, you know, um, the Coneheads and their plot have injected this other 70%. So who knows how long um, they will be in a position to actually be in the fight. And, you know, and also they are provably susceptible to whatever level of um, uh, mental influence is put on them by the the Coneheads, the Homo uh, Capensis, the intermediaries. Get out of there. Come on, get out of there. Do it. Stupid dogs. Uh... Anyway, so, uh, so you know, I think it's his health. I think that uh, the remote viewing is, is tainted by that and affected by that and affected by the defeatism, so I'm not paying any attention to it. But we need to be aware of it, that it's out there and to acknowledge it, right? So there's a lot of guys that have uh, this very defeatist attitude about things, and I don't pay any attention to them at all, deliberately don't listen to them because I don't want to receive that message. Part of this, um, the whole process, as we see with like the trans stuff, is that it's um, um, Munchausen's by proxy put on you by language and image. So you need to control those people you listen to and the images that you see because those are all affecting your minds, your mind. And the um, uh, the uh, enemy here, the Kazarian Mafia, the Coneheads, etc., the Rockefellers, and uh, their ilk are very good at the at controlling your mind with images uh, you know uh, linguistic or or graphic and um, that's part of the nature of our war that we're in uh, so it all begins with self-control if you get yourself right then you are uh, less and less um, uh, there's less and less potential for you to be susceptible to what they're putting out. And so maybe a big portion of what they're putting out, negative uh, emotions or however they do this in terms of their uh, propagation of all of this, maybe a big portion of that is, is controlled by diet. <coughs> I've been investigating and chat GPT gives me shit about this. It's so woke. It's terrible. I've been trying to investigate for our group all of the various dietary prohibitions uh, put on humanity by the various groups of gods. Okay, so the L came down and conquered the Essenes in uh, in Yemen, in the boot of uh, Saudi Arabia, drove them north along the, um, the Red Sea, and then over into what we, we call Judea. Uh, the, the, the L were space aliens. They put tons of prohibitions on these people as to what they could and could not eat. It is my contention, and because I brought this contention up, I have to do the research to falsify it, but it's my contention that uh, these prohibitions were mind-controlled. They were to create a specific set of, of um, uh, mental constraints uh, in which the, the L and the Coneheads could operate in controlling uh, the population of the Essenes. And these people were never in Egypt. They never did anything in there. And in spite of every one of the claims, and you get Jews that say, you know, where can we find historical evidence for the Exodus? And you can't because you're looking from Egypt over towards the Red Sea. If you look from um, 
uh, the boot of Saudi Arabia and head north to Judea, which is where the Exodus derives from, you can find evidence all the fuck along that coastline and that these people were driven, driven north there. And it was a horrific uh, forced march kind of conditions, right? So it has very much a lot of the drama of Exodus, but it didn't happen in Egypt. And then it all comes down to, you know, the simple linguistics. So are all Jews blind? So in that time, uh, it's my contention that either all Jews were blind in that time, or one of them would have mentioned the fucking pyramids, right? in the Bible. <laughs> so it's not mentioned in there at all. You would think something like that size. Oh, geez, look at that funny building, guys. Maybe we should note this, you know, uh, especially since a lot of the Jews claim that they were the slaves that built it. And the Jews are um, compulsive, in, at least in the Torah, compulsive in their record keeping, which I admire. All right. But, but nonetheless, it really begs the question, if the Jews were involved in building the pyramids, why aren't there any discussions of it anywhere uh, in any degree, let alone the usual level of degree to the regular amount of quantification that they give to all aspects of being Jewish and so forth? So you just don't see it. There's just no mention of it anywhere. So so I favor the exodus along the... Um, the southern uh, edge of the Arabian Peninsula along the Red Sea up into Judea as the most proximate and, and uh, um, or, or most reliable understanding of the situation we have. Now, uh, getting back to it, I'm investigating and having problems with chat GPT about all this mind control stuff, but it's my contention that a lot of the dietary restrictions have been put on us by the gods were to create conditions that we could be mind controlled. Don't you knock me over. Arr. Yes, yes. Yes, good dogs. You go get it. You go bite it. Um, so, anyway. Um, so, as I say, I, I still haven't done that. The chat GPT has given me all kinds of grief because of its woke nature. Uh, Got to get it uh, completed. Uh, but... Uh, if I am correct in this supposition, then things like vegetarian diet are were designed in a deleterious way for, for the human body. And um, we have to be aware of this. And also, uh, I'm in, I, I occasionally have disputes with people because they say I'm blah, 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 spiritual, vegetarian, vegan, whatever. And I say, okay, you know, where is there any correlation between spirituality and your spirit, which is something that is born to you, the anime, the electricity that makes your mind work and all of that, where is there any uh, connection in a positive way to a vegetarian diet? Uh, it makes you, it refines certain aspects of your uh, spiritual qualities to do these kinds of things, but it is at a cost to your body and ultimately also at a cost to your spirit, which is maintained and, and supported by that body. And it's also uh, not the way universe designed you, right? Universe designed you to be a meat eater. Uh, that's how our digestion, our teeth, everything is designed. Universe and, I, and also the space aliens. Um, we were just GMO'd. We were here. They altered us, okay? They did not create us. Anyway, the, um, uh, so the, the diet itself can affect your ability to do things in a spiritual fashion in a negative way if you are indeed... Uh, attempting to do something spiritual by uh, a vegan or vegetarian diet saying, oh, I'm not going to eat life, 
then that's bogus too because every acre of vegetarian um grown uh, cereals grown for for uh, the vegetarian diet kills more on a more life on a per pound basis than that same acre used to grow beef uh, for a carnivore diet okay and that's because the, you have to kill so many animals and insects in order to effectively grow those grains uh to that level on that acre uh, so you have to kill, you know, you have to poison insects uh, above the ground, below the ground, in the air, all around. And you also kill all of this uh, other wildlife, birds, rodents, squirrels, all, all different kinds of stuff. But if you grow a cow on that same acre, um, you get uh, more uh, bioavailable nutrients out of the cow than will be produced by an acre of grain. Because bear in mind, grain is terrible in terms of bioavailability of nutrients for the human body. Uh, down there below 20% most instances for almost any of the uh, measures. Um, and um, you have to kill all of this, the animals and stuff in order to grow that poor delivery vehicle, which is the grain. And the cow can live there happily with, you know, um, uh, life forms in a biospheric kind of a sense that are many times its own weight. So uh, having a cow live on an acre supports far more life than trying to convert that acre over to growing cereal grains. Um, just a bitch of mine. Anyway, so we're in the war. Don't be, don't be defeatist. I got to get my pressure washer and get to work on this house. Uh, the dog's giving me grief too. Doggies enjoy the pressure washer, which I wish they didn't, uh, darting in to bite at it and stuff. Um, but a lot of it's going to come out. Okay. So I, I'm, Sort of pleased that we're getting into this discussion of space aliens and shit. A lot of it's going to come out, and um, uh, we'll see uh, how the normies do with it. They've got to face it at, at some point. They have to understand where it's all come from. We can't just go so far with the war and stop. It's all got to be exposed. I sure hope that it's factual, that we have... Um, uh, secret space program armaments guys that are uh, racing to bring us to parity with the um, uh, the evil space alien hordes that are attempting to take us over. Um, it'd be nice that we can get an up-leveling. I think it's certainly possible. Uh, they don't have anything that we don't. Uh, perhaps they will have some level of uh, psychic control over instrumentation through additional parts of their um, brain, but I don't think it's going to be that uh, uh, dramatic. Hey, don't do that. No. Anyway, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tend to local shit here, guys. Okay, so I'll do another one of these later.